Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. In this episode of There Are Good Things Here, I want to read Katie's final CaringBridge update that she posted um, on September 23rd, 2015. CaringBridge, of course, was the blog that we used to talk about her cancer diagnosis and treatment over the years. And this is Katie's last entry that she wrote herself. Um, I thought that Because of the significance of that, I would let that be this week's podcast and let it stand alone. And so here's what Katie wrote for the final time on that public blog. I feel like someone stuck me in the dryer three weeks ago, and I've been tumbling around in there ever since. I have now emerged, tumbled, shrunken, disoriented, and dried out, and a bit worse for the wear. I recommend you stay out of the dryer. First, the good news. The protocell has been working. It's astonishing and really exciting to watch. The bad news. My body cannot tolerate the protocell at this point. And for those of you who are just dropping into this podcast, Katie was uh, had moved on to an alternative uh, form of cancer treatment because all of the conventional treatments that she had uh, done were at an end. She, her body couldn't tolerate any more chemotherapy or radiation, and so she was trying what alternatives seemed promising, and this one seemed very promising to her at the time, though in retrospect, retrospect, we realized that it wasn't the protocell that was working, but her body actually beginning to shut down. She goes on to write, uh, I lost 10 pounds in two weeks and could not keep any food down or eat at all. I was as sick and weak as I have ever been on my worst moments on chemo. I cut the dose repeatedly and eventually had to quit altogether because my body is in such a weakened state. Even with the lowered dosage and quitting altogether, cancer still seems to be coming out of me. So I'm currently in a pretty big pickle of needing to build my strength back up and and am unable to run my household. Norman's parents were able to come this past week and level out the ship, which was a huge help. However, the next few weeks and steps will just be day by day and rather murky. I have had some other unnerving side effects, such as my legs giving out on me, super bloodshot eyes, and high blood counts. People keep telling me that it really is possible to be doing terrible and wonderful simultaneously. Sorry, Katie wrote, I keep telling people that it's possible to be doing terrible and wonderful simultaneously. On one hand, we live with this unimaginable stress and life is so scary, and at the exact same time, we have peace like a river, and I am shocked at how well we are coping. Please know that I 
only attribute this to the mighty work of God in our lives through your prayers. When I first mentioned a few weeks ago that I was going down again, it was amazing how many people said to me, God has brought you to my mind so many times, and now I know why. Am I receiving the answer for physical healing that I want right now? No, but the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, James 5.16. So please do not grow discouraged in your prayers for us. 2 Corinthians 12.9 is truly being lived out and experienced in tangible ways every day in the Hubbard house. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I don't know why I can't seem to catch a break in my treatment and meds and responses, but I know that God is enabling us. I know when you have been praying for someone for a long time and there just doesn't seem to be any change, it can grow so discouraging and you begin to wonder if it is even worth it at all to pray. Please know that your prayers are being heard and answered for us, and please don't stop. As always, my chief concern is my kids. There's just no way to shield them from the intense difficulty and upheaval that my illness brings. And as a parent, it's agony to know that my circumstances cause my kids stress and pain. I have no control over that, but I have so much assurance from Scripture that God has them. These circumstances are Father-filtered, and He will use it for their good and give them the strength they need. Please pray that my heart will rest assured in that knowledge and that I will trust God with that. It is really hard to know how to parent through this. I especially think of Kayla at this time, as she is at the age where it's normal and good to want to be out and about with friends and peers and have a very active life, that it is okay for her to want to be out of the house, that she would want to be out of the house if I were doing perfect, yet it's hard for her not to feel guilty about the need to be away. That's just one example among a million. Joe told me the other day, that he didn't need to be tucked in anymore. I know he is trying to be brave and helpful, but there is just so little I can do to fix this situation. And of course, every time I lose ground, I am concerned that it is ground that may not be gained back again. Then I see the incredible things that God is producing in my kids through these sufferings, and there it is again, terrible and wonderful at the same time. Even as I am very weak right now, I can feel where the protocell has helped. I still have pain, but it is not what it should be given how many metastases I have. I want so bad to have a course of action I can latch onto and continue with, but I am seeing that our reality right now is just a lot of uncertainty. Please also pray for our caregivers that they would be refreshed as they refresh us. Bless your heart. Thanks for reading. I know it is really hard to respond to an entry like this. It is such a mixed bag. Love, Katie. Two things that I will mention. 
Just in closing, one, it is hard to miss the fact that as low as Katie had been brought at this point, she's actually reaching out to all of our friends to encourage them in their own prayer lives because they could be discouraged not seeing how God was answering their prayers directly. So even in her own suffering, she's trying to minister to other people, which brings me to that last point. Since these are her last words, on Caring Bridge at least, it seems very noteworthy to say that phrase, please pray for our caregivers that they would be refreshed as they refresh us, is a quotation from one of the Proverbs, but it was also kind of one of Katie's life mottos. You refresh others so that you yourself will be refreshed, and she was a living example of doing that well. Thanks for joining me this week on There Are Good Things Here.